welcome to PCI Cast, a conversation about life and faith in the Presbyterian Church in Ireland. Let's hear what the team have been talking about this week. Hello, Dave and Peter, how you doing? Hi there. I, I, didn't, I didn't think your show existed anymore because it's been so long since your last one. Well, we had John T. Graham on that last time, and really that just sent the ratings through the floor. <laughs> did you know that? Did you know that the PCI? Um, I think it was how many years ago was it, Peter? Twenty seventeen, a general assembly. Yep. Every yep. time you say John T. Graham, peace be upon him, you have to say John T. Graham, peace be upon him. Did you? <laughs> you guys didn't get that. If you it was past time to be disciplined. Yeah, uh, we, we we missed that men- memo, but it, it did take us months to recover. <laughs> but we're feeling in a very podcasty frame of mind now. So here we are to to chat to, to yourself, Dave and, and Peter. How are you doing? Um, we're kind of partied out. Partied out. It was a it was a big celebration at Westkirk yesterday. Oh, tell us tell us more. What happened at Westkirk yesterday? Dave Clawson at long last. Well, no, they didn't get rid of me. Um, I they celebrated their fiftieth anniversary. West Kirk turned fifty exactly yesterday, and it, it got a bit wild. We all ended up singing in a car park about three <laughs> in the afternoon. <laughs> and was there any? Can we go onto the internet and find any digital uh, digital record of this? I'm seeing one nodding ahead and one shaking ahead. <laughs> If you like a lot, if you like a lot of wind sound, it's right, <laughs> literally right up your alley. <laughs> sounds like it was recorded. It pretty much sounds like that. Brilliant. So tell tell us the history. Where, why fifty years ago somebody in PCI decided to plant a church in Westkirk in, in on Shankle in Westkirk? Uh, you know PCI better than I do. Um, if that if that conversation started fifty years ago, it may be coming to a direction of travel <laughs> around about now. <laughs> um, so, Peter, Peter, you you take over the story. Tell us what you know about the history of the Kirk. Okay, I better get this right. Um, so there was a congregation which is where West Kirk is today, called Argyle Place, and it had no minister. And there was another congregation down on uh, Albert Street, just off the falls, which had a minister, Reverend Moore. But no, well, we're struggling to get to their building because of the increased uh, troubles in the early, early 70s. So two Kirk sessions came together and had a conversation and basically said we should, we should get together here and uh, form, form West Kirk. You have a building, we have a minister. Um, let's get together and, and form a, a congregation that seems to make sense. And that was essentially the birth of West Kirk. Well, that's the story. That's the story I've been told and I'm presuming, I'm presuming that's right. That is, that is true. Um, I have the minutes here, the very minutes and uh, the reports um, that uh, from both the congregations that tell exactly, but pretty much the story there that Peter's told. So it was at the, at the height of the troubles, 1971, um, the army had occupied the the Albert Street halls <laughs> and Percy Street, um, so their halls have been out of action for a couple of years. And uh, the first deployment of tear gas, I think, in 
on the falls was on a Sunday afternoon during Sunday school. So they had to evacuate the Sunday school. And um, yeah, it was getting um, nearly impossible to meet then. So that's really interesting. Amalgamation came about from the congregations rather than, uh, you know, like what, what would have been the old Union Commission saying, oh, you two have got to get together. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And the conversations, like there was, they didn't have conversations back then. That's another PCI word. You got to put FPP in a PCI jar. Every time you, <laughs> yeah. Um, they had meetings. Um, and they, um, yeah, there, there was other, there was other potentials. You know, they had talked about porting to uh, Glen Kern, which is a new estate at the time. I'm planting a church up there. A bit like Craigie Hill, I suppose, Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. But that would have maybe been, what age is Craigie Hill? Oh, we're a wee bit older. We're um, yeah. 62, 63 now. So there was a trend within the church then of these extension congregations and places like, and there is no church in Glen Kern, mm-hmm. um, no Presbyterian church. Other denominations are available um, up there. Um, obviously, City Mission is a, a fairly hard-working city mission up there but um there was also uh plans just from reading these are fresh in my mind i can talk about it um if you want um <laughs> uh, i'm talking now anyway there was other options that they didn't go for which was um amalgamating all the churches on the shanga road right. and building a new community center and um putting uh, a number of staff in a community center um, that would do work um, wider than, than just uh, the local congregation. So, so this is, um, okay, we'll put some more 50Ps in the meter here. This is like vision casting. They, 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 they dream dreams. This was yeah. some of the stuff that was in discussion back then. 50 years, yeah, 50 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, but that's a, that's a visionary thing to even have been thinking about at then because that wouldn't have been long after the kind of numerical peak of PCI which kind of you look at the statistics isn't it like 64 65 kind of year so you're talking what, like 71 72 here that conversation happening when there would have been you know a number of big churches along the cycle there and the, to kind of make a call to to bring them all together would have been that's a that's a that's a big call would have been really brave yeah it was it's a bold bold thinking like wasn't it um, the, and the reason that I think, though, as we look back, it was it was good that they didn't take that line um, because the redevelopment of the Shankle wouldn't have worked within that. So if you look up some of the redevelopment of the Shankle, um, which did happen, you know, the population went from, you know, huge number, 75,000 to now just over the greater shankle 25,000 in a matter of years because all the old streets were knocked down and replaced by little courts and peace wall come up and the west link was developed plans before that um this this idea of a a central hub if you like and then other you know a, 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 a team of staff within that might have worked if those plans had a developed within the greater shankle but they didn't so I think the choice that they made back then has, has actually suited. Now, what we do going forward, well, maybe, maybe now's the time for a, a central church with a, a bunch of staff. Um, we'll see. What's, what, what, what's, what's mission? Like, 
at the minute for you guys and not talking you know necessarily related to the, the the past year we've had with the kind of lockdown when stuff has been really difficult but I mean what's the what's your current thinking in uh, in the Kirk at the minute yeah so <clears throat> I suppose uh, yeah last year like everybody's been been just a nightmare and we've been trying to work out how to do mission in that uh, and learn lots of lessons but uh, I think before that and hopefully going back to that um we're, we're back to some form of normality for, for years there's been um the Westcart community project associated with with Westcart grew, grew out of Westcart which is essentially a, a community center just down Conway Street just down from where the church building is uh which runs a drop-in center every day with a local guy Walter um who heads that up and is absolutely fantastic they have causing the man of peace on the shankle um and that's exactly what he is um so that, that's been a great link over the years and that's been something that's been developed as well through uh, Rebecca our women's worker as well making connections uh, with both women in the congregation and also uh, women in the community uh, and then you know along or running out off the off the center you know there's there's things there's a mum's village usually runs uh, which Rebecca was heading up and um, which is an opportunity for mums to get together to build relationships and ultimately to hear about Jesus um, the men's group is a big a, a big thing that that runs out of the center uh, just making connections with with men um, on Tuesday on Tuesday evenings and that's been really positive Dave had got some funding and got up and going um, a coding club as well um, which was really beginning to pick up a wee bit of momentum um, so looking at looking at uh, where the economy is developing in the future uh, and where we need our young people to be skilled um, uh, and you know the whole coding computer programming thing is just such a major area of growth. Um, so looking at that, so yeah, setting up the coding club, uh, obviously to connect with young people, kids and young people, and then ultimately to share to share Jesus with those with those kids. Um, yeah, that just actually got some really great great fun thing. So it had before before lockdown came, uh, and it's been it's been gotten really for, for that not to be able to meet over the last year and a um, all that stuff's there. It's mothballed, if you like. It's all ready to, it's all ready to go again at the drop of a hat. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah. But again, it's like I think it's like any mission, isn't it? It's about building relationships and ultimately being able to share Jesus uh, in those relationships. Whether you're in Craigie Hill, Rathcool, Shankle Road, Malone Road, out in the sticks somewhere, wherever you happen to be, anything that allows you to build a relationship and then share Jesus is, is surely the direction we need to be looking. That was a very long answer. <laughs> I think that's it. That's Peter's passed his uh, West Kirk test, so uh, he can now get the West Kirk hat um, T-shirt. So um, is that what right? happens? Take a note. Take a note. We should get some West Kirk uh, hats and T-shirts printed. Um, I don't know you, if you'd look in the snapback. I don't even know what that is. I Too prefer old. the Tom Shanter. Oh. Interesting, guys, when you, you developed some merch for your program that you went for, uh, this is weird, walks on Tam O'Shanters. Star <laughs> thing. Craig says to me, I'll get you some PCI cast merch. And I uh, parcel came and it was a walk on a Tam O'Shanter. Like, weird. Oh. Anyway. I'm not, entirely sure. I'm not entirely sure Tam O'Shanter is, to be honest. 
Did you not get your PCI cast one for coming on this show? Only give those. No, like- I I feel I'm very much in your shadow here, and I won't even invite it on because I happen to be in some some way connected to you. I'll make, I'll make sure you get some strange PCI cast merch. Thank you. Um, Thank anyway. You. Hey, Peter, I, I'm with you, Peter. I, I haven't got any merch either. <laughs> this is just supposed to be a Craig Dave thing here. Um, and if there are any pre- previous guests who are listening, don't be writing to us looking stuff. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants a, a walk with... Uh, I used it at the weekend. It really, it says it's non-stick. It's not true. Uh, it's, one of those, it's one of those ones that says non-stick, but really we got it in Pound Stretcher and you put one thing in it and it just... Yeah. That's what happened. And it had PCI cast scrawled in Sharpie. Uh, no, I don't even think it was merch at all. It was Tepex, mate. It was, it was, it was <laughs> So yeah, anyway, as Peter's saying, uh, <laughs> Peter? Well, oh, sorry. My, my child's making noises here. Hang on. We love it. Very good. Welcome. <laughs> a Monday, so um, Peter's on... Uh, he, he doesn't like it being called babysitting. Are my kids Kelly? I don't babysit. Not. So, <laughs> I don't mind it being. I don't mind it being called babysitting. But my wife tells me it's not babysitting if they're your own children. They're your kids. Uh, it's parenting, apparently. Yes. So, yeah. I believe that's the um, term. <laughs> I've been informed. <laughs> You're not miles away from like eligibility, isn't it? September, or that, that hasn't changed with the whole kind of. Covid thing over the past year. They haven't moved your data in, have they? Uh, I don't. I I don't believe so. Nobody's told me that they have. So, uh, yeah. Uh, apparently, in September, I'll be eligible for call. So we'll we'll see what happens. Hey, 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 hey! Stop parading them out there in front of the your fourteen listeners who no, may yeah. be it's the only reason he agreed. We, we might we might want to keep them cheap labour, mate. Uh, I'm not that cheap. <laughs> not actually. I would imagine. I would imagine it's going to take. Uh, you you may you may have Peter for a little while longer, given how long it takes PCI to untangle all, all of these these problems from uh, from from COVID. Nothing's moving very fast at the moment. Um, nothing's moving very fast. <laughs> t- t- tell me about that relationship. H- how's it worked out for you? You know, Dave. Peter's your first assistant. How's it gone? Uh, I get the answer to that. Um, <clears throat> it's useless. Yeah, I know. It's been really good. Um, cool. it, it's a bit, so we had, we had this hope. I mean, it's funny looking back to those old minutes um, and the plans for the Shankill Road were team ministry, even back then mm-hmm. um, in the late 60s, early 70s. And that's been a vision, I think, of the West Kirk session and myself. So we had Walter, um, and myself for years, which was great. So Walter, um, as Peter said, community worker with the West Kirk Community Project, running the centre, developing links through the whole community. And as I, as he said, he's a man of peace. Um, he was converted um, in prison, um, tells us in his testimony. Um, and then when he got out of prison, West Kirk had the foresight to put him to work um, as a, a young believer. And he has grown and um, as well, really well connected in the, the community. It's that model of Jesus, find a man of peace and put him to work. And West Kirk had that, that um, foresight to do that. And he has worked well. So Walter and I were working together. <clears throat> we, 
we have a retired minister, Victor Sinkler, who was um, doing um, lots of pastoral visitation, which was, was great. Um, and we wanted to develop that team. Um, so we brought um, Peter and Rebecca, both around the same time. Rebecca um, came on as woman's worker and Peter um, came along as assistant. And that has been great. Um, unfortunately, half of their time has been in lockdown, which has yeah. been frustrating. Yeah. Um, and I felt we were just getting somewhere. Um, but uh, I've tried to make the most of that. But it's been great being part of a team. Um, urban ministry um, can be lonely. Um, it's difficult. And um, I think a great model for it is to work as with, with others. Um, developing a team, whether that's a team of volunteers or interns, or if you can get assistance and women's workers and community workers, that's great. We're well placed with funders um, to receive funding from uh, the, the various government departments um, within PCI, and we sort of beg, borrow, and steal the rest. Um, you can go through our charity commission uh, return if you don't believe that. Um, so, but it's been really good having Peter there. And I think um, people have said, you know, people say, oh, I'll, I'll give you a bit of a break. And I said, I, I don't want a break. Um, I want to be able to multiply the ministry. That's the whole point of it. And I think that's what team ministry is about, to multiply that. Um, and I hope we've, we've been doing that, even within this lockdown situation. Um, but it's been really great. Peter, um, I mean... Peter has been he's, he's the greatest assistant. Let me read this in the Presbyterian Church in Ireland. Um, greater than John T. Graham, peace be upon him. Um, is that, that's that. Yeah, you got that script absolutely spot on there. So, uh, so we never know I wrote that, would you? <laughs> Peter, how have you said that, that, that to him this morning? What, what, what's, it, what's it been like for you? Have you found the, the experience of having a, having a, having a boss and, and also having a boss during a global pandemic? What's your work look like? What's it been like? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, it's been, it's been great. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I think I, I've loved, I've loved West Kirk. I've loved my time. Um, and Dave's been fantastic to work with. Um, like, it's, it's straight, like, going back to, um, so like, hang on, what am I trying to say? So for, for 10 years before ministry, I, I worked, I had, I had jobs. I, uh, um, for the last two, I essentially had no boss, um, which was, you know, it, it was bizarre then going back, I suppose, in some ways to, um, to, to having a boss. Um, but it's been, it's been great. Yeah, it's been great to work with. And I think what he says about team is, is so important um, for ministry going forward. And I think if I've learned anything from being in Westkirk, it's that importance of team. You can't, a one man show doesn't, doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't cut it, particularly in terms of outreach uh, and trying to, re or trying to reach a wider community to do that on your own. It, it is nearly impossible. I, I think. Um, uh, and yeah, that, that team, different personalities, different interests, you're able to bounce off one another and um, I think is is really important that'll be my sort of takeaway going forward I'll be uh, wherever I end up I'll be looking to get some kind of team 
some kind of team around me because um, I don't fancy doing everything on my own. Um, I can't imagine that being too uh, fruitful or successful or whatever term we want to use for that. And Ben, you're just coming out of the like the other side of having had a little bit of a team there in Craigie Hill the past couple of years. You've you, your assistant has just gone to his first charge. Well, um, or, or or soon to be ordained and installed. Yes, um, um, we're Presbyterians, so we. All, I mean, teams teams in our nature. We've got the Kirk session, and we have uh, essentially guys who are set aside, ordained, installed, or, you know, ordained and put into that work, um, who are very much as Keynes kind of rule in the church. And as a minister to come alongside them is great. And then to have help, um, as Dave and Peter were talking about, to multiply that, um, an assistant and a minister to work at full time, uh, it, is a, it is a great blessing um, to be able to teach the word and go and see people and all the rest. Campbell heads up to Dervok. We hope uh, soon um, uh, he, uh, this whole pandemic just slows everything down. But yeah, it's a learning experience. I mean, for Dave and myself, I guess it was our first, our first assistance. And, and you, you kind of reflect back on your own assistance and, uh, assistantships and then wonder, uh, what, what would I do? Or, you know, how can, the, you know, how can I make this uh, how can I make this work? But for me and Campbell, it's been very organic and a super, a super chance just to kind of work alongside each other and bounce ideas off, preach to one another, all the rest. It's, it's been good. Those are things that we do. Um, I'm, I'm kind of interested a little bit more in ethos, though, as well for Dave and Peter there. In an urban context, what what's going on through your head? Um, yeah, we, we, we all come out of union and we've got this idea that we want to preach the word and visit people and all the rest. Does the nature of urban, is, is there a different ethos or is there, is there, what's going on through your head uh, as you're out and about there on the, uh, on the streets or in the, the virtual alleys of, uh, of YouTube, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, in, in these pandemic times? Can't say virtual alleys. That is just dreadful. <laughs> it's that dreadful. <laughs> well, we're trying to be organic in our conversation. <laughs> oh, digital nomenclature is dreadful. <laughs> Go on. What, what do you think, lads? The digital cul-de-sacs is what we prefer. <laughs> yes. So rather than the virtual alleys. Virtual cul-de-sacs. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, addressing the digital cul-de-sac straight away, right? Yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> our title, if ever I heard one. I don't. I don't want to focus on that because that has been, um, that has been a more recent thing. And when I came out of college, I certainly wasn't thinking about virtual alleys or digital cul-de-sacs. Um, I, I think it was. It's all about people, <laughs> um, and face-to-face relationships and that's why this pandemic has been impossible and um depressing (laughs) um so my big philosophy um first thessalonians um chapter one and two where paul talks about being um father mother and brother and I think that has key, that, that is key. And that has been something that has shaped my uh, philosophy of ministry, if you like. So Paul um, 
talks to the church at Thessalonica, Thessalonica, if you're Proc Trust. Um, and he, um, he says to them, hi, first of all, uh, we, we loved you like nursing mothers. And um, that, that, that is so, um, such an expressive term, isn't it? Um, so nursing mothers don't get much of a break. They're always there for their children. Yeah. Um, they, pour, they literally pour out their life for them. Um, and that's what he says. We loved you so much that we were eager to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very own lives as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I um, wanted to do when I came out of college. Um, and when I approached West Kirk, um, it wasn't like now where it's a feeding frenzy, you know, and all these new assistants get out <laughs> the Kremlins, you know, um, midnight uh, comes and that September date and they all turn into Gremlins and uh, these, these congregations come a looking. Um, one like that then. Um, so we had a bit of time. So West Kirk had been vacant for, uh, I think, two years in total by the time I was installed. Um, I was um, a moderator's assistant up in Ballycillan. So I was on a time scale, I couldn't move. So it meant that we could have um, a couple of meetings together. And over those meetings, um, so they, they talked to me and I talked to them about this philosophy of, you know, what their philosophy of ministry was. And as you said, Ben, I believed that that was team ministry from day one. And that's what I said to the session. I'm not coming here to, you know, to do the work on my own. It's going to be great to work with you men. And it has been. Um, they they um, have so much experience and the context. They know it better than I do. They know and they love the Lord. And it, we, we just had a meeting of minds. And um, none of us had all the answers, but we knew we loved the gospel. We loved people. And we wanted to bring continue to bring the gospel to the people. And we do that through that um, hospitality. We love people so much. Um, we wanted to share the gospel on our lives as well. And West Kirk is really open. Um, the congregation, um, uh, the, the, the building, the, the building is, is open through the week loads. The center is open every day. Um, uh, in my time there, they took out a number of pews and opened up an area at the side of the church and um, made that into a, a coffee area. Not at the back of the church, which some folks often do in churches, um, but right at the side, took out pews um, and uh, the Lord provided the, the finances for that to happen. And that has been great because we don't have a cup of, cup of tea outside of the church, but inside of that church building. Mm. And we've seen people coming for that cup of tea and then over years, then coming to the Lord's table, um, which has been great to see that, that journey. And it all started as we shared our life and the gospel as well. Um, and I suppose that's the philosophy. And that's why lockdown has been crushing because we, we can't do that. Everything we do, and I think that's a, a city thing, you know, and an urban thing and a working class thing. You know, that, that book, The Gospel Comes with a House Key, yeah. which is all about hospitality, but it's a very particular type of hospitality, which is maybe more middle class, you know, coming around for dinner. Like I think in the city, you go, you know, you stay at your mate's house for dinner, <laughs> you know, when you're a kid. But there's not a lot of dinner parties and 
you know. We'll go to cafe, a cafe with people. There's plenty of that. Um, and we, um, but we open up the church. So we, you know, the gospel comes with a teapot. Um, we make thousands of cups of tea in a year. We serve a fry every six weeks. Um, and that it's that sort of thing. And that's great. So our building is really important for that. Um, and there's an openness there. Um, so sorry, back to Paul, unless there's any, I keep talking. People are switching off here. I can hear them. That's it. Know. The listenership has gone down from, from yeah. five in the time you've been talking there. But, uh, yes. um, I keep talking. Yeah. So, so Paul says fathers, uh, mothers, fathers. So this is really important. Um, in an urban situation where there is a real father um, hunger, father um, void, um, that's just a reality. If you want to, you know, I don't even think we can argue with that. Um, men aren't stepping up. Um, I don't need to go into it. Um, that's a reality there. So what that means, I think then Paul says in Thessalonians, how, um, you know, we taught you. We taught you the word and we modeled the gospel and godliness to you. Um, so I think that's a great um, picture of what it means to be um, involved in urban mission um, that you, you want to be. And I've seen that with, with Walter. Walter has um, drawn alongside these, these younger men in the community and he could say anything to these guys, and they're some of them tough nuts. Um, their tattoos are spelled correctly, you know. They're at the top of the <laughs> the top of the tree, and um, because Walter has this relationship with them, he can say anything to them. Um, and I can't, you know, as church boy. <laughs> um, but I've seen him be a father to these guys for years and years. Um, and, and then he says, Paul says in um, Thessalonians that uh, he calls them brothers throughout the passage. So it's not, um, that's really important that you want to love like a mother, model like a father, but you want to be on the same level to people. So too often the church, we, we, we often like this position has been the church. And then there is an authority in the scripture. We believe in authority within the church, but we want to draw alongside and um, talk like sisters and brothers. Um, and often within working class communities, um, you see in working class churches, the people come in from the outside and they're, they're, there's no, uh, there's not a great association with the local community. They come in, they drive in, they worship on the Lord's day and then, out they may come back to lead in the organizations um one of the real encouragements of west kirk is that a lot of our people are local um live you know within at least a mile and a half of the building um and that's important and they uh, they have that you know contextualized if you like mindset um and that's good. It's not a drive-in church. It is, it is a local church. I remember saying to someone, so your church wouldn't be that local? Oh, this is where local people drive in from all over the place to get here. Um, so we do have this local local vision. Um, so long answer. Not a good answer. A short question. No, no, no. It's, uh, There's one listener. Yep. It's, uh, it's, 
just me now. Everyone else has turned off. Yeah. So, okay, okay, okay. I, I'm still here, I, I, I think. This, <laughs> this, this is your vision for the local, uh, uh, beautiful, um, you, but also, also ourselves because you have become very dear to us. How do, is there a space to multiply that, that the city would become very dear to us? PCI has a vision, I think, or what's a better way of putting that? Um, Belfast is on our mind. <laughs> we're, we're, you, you two guys are at the coalface. We've talked to others as well. Um, working in the city, um, I know Dad there, the, the International Meeting Point's doing his part. Where's next? I mean, the great strength of PCI, I think, isn't actually in the city, but out in the hinterlands. But but we're concerned for Belfast, uh, and we, we want to see something happen there. Where's next? Dave, Peter? You can answer question. that, Dave. <laughs> You've got a Belfast conference. Your internet. This is, a, this is something that should be just... Straight off the tip of your tongue, actually. Dave's gonna. For those oh, he's, he's got a hat. There's a hat coming on. Actually, I'll put my Belfast conference. Hat on. <laughs> uh, um, we should wear my Belfast conference hat. The Belfast. He's wearing a ridiculous top hat. Nobody can see this, obviously. So he's wearing a ridiculous top no, hat. No, no, we'll, we'll put we'll put a listen. screenshot out. <laughs> All right, okay. Don't don't encourage him. <laughs> uh, during the height of the pandemic as some call it <laughs> everyone pulls it um, <laughs> you know I, you know what i can't have people who call it a global pandemic nice. i'm not an epidemiologist or as the proc trust say epidemiologist <laughs> but here's the thing global is a pandemic you don't need to say global pandemic yeah <laughs> I, I this is a sort of thing. This is a sort of thing. Dave picks me up for on a on a Sunday morning afterwards. I was you say global so, pandemic? It's confusing. I've been calling it a worldwide global pandemic. That that definitely isn't yeah, right. Then that's, <laughs> that's that's the total. On you go, Dave. Yeah. So what was it saying? Global yeah. pandemia. You're talking about no what are we doing about Belfast? I think was the question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I mean we are. We are. This is a ramble chat. Will this hit the? Will, will this hit the listeners? Or is Craig yeah. going to cut this out with scissors? No, this is it. No. no. People wrap this up. You know, this is why people podcast. This is organic. Yeah. Yeah. Homegrown. Uh, it's authentic. Ask the question again, then, for well, me to remember it. Ben hums and has for twenty-seven minutes. No. Then gets these questions. But you know, the the question is, what are we doing about Belfast? Boom. I love you, Ben. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that now. Um, we, yeah, I'm part of the Belfast Conference. So, um, which started, I think, as the Belfast panel in 2013. Um, but now we are getting uh, somewhere. So the Belfast Conference, part of PCI, is made up of representatives from CMI, um, and all, but more importantly, the um, uh, presbyteries of Belfast, yeah. North, the greatest, uh, East, and South. Um, so there's representatives there um, from each of those presbyteries. 
And um, in certain situations, a congregation will come um, when they're vacant or if they're looking to develop their mission and ask for some advisory comments, some advice from those who are mission-minded from within the presbyteries. And that has been great. Um, but also we're asking big questions about students in the city, migrants ministry within the city. We're asking what are we doing about mission in parts of the city that are unreached effectively by Presbyterians at least. Um, and and there is, there's, there's, there's stuff happening. There's, um, yeah, there's, we, we're having a conversation about um, mission in the west of the city. Um, currently, uh, West Kirk is the church in the west of the city. Um, do we want to think about planting more churches there? And that's gathering speed, that conversation. There's some people who are having, um, yeah, who are, who are attempting some work. And uh, it's very, very early days. But even ourselves um, in West Kirk, we, we came from, uh, as we said earlier, an amalgamation of a church off the Falls Road and a church off the Shango Road. So we wonder in New Belfast, is there an opportunity to go back and do a wee bit of evangelism like we would in any other city in the world? But here in our context, there's this massive big wall in the way. Hmm. So why is that stopping us? In any other city in the world, you would be saying a mile from our front door, we might want to, um, we might want to do some outreach there but this wall gets in the way. Well, maybe in our 50th anniversary, we'll want to say, let's do some outreach um, in the Falls Road and see what happens. So, um, and the, I think the Belfast Conference is encouraging that. Um, they're going to throw loads of funding at us. And that's what I hear. <laughs> no, I don't hear that, but I'd, I'd like to. Yeah, I think to pick you up on that, Dave, to pick up on, on funding, I think there has to be a realisation that um, if you're serious about doing work in Belfast, um, particularly in lesser reached communities, the resources actually involved in this are, are, are massive in terms of manpower. Um, if you're talking about wanting to do mission relationally, it, it takes a long time to build a relationship with somebody else. I've discovered over the last couple of years in Westkirk, just building a relationship um, where you're able to, be open and frank with people about the gospel and have that good rapport with them it takes time it's not it's not done overnight uh, and you know there's only a certain number of, of people you can build relationships with so if you're if you're if we're serious about reaching belfast we need to be looking at putting in a lot um either full-time workers or um people who are mission missionary minded um yeah it, it's, it's resource intensive um i think or I, I don't think i know it's definitely resource intensive okay so, so so lots of other places are doing this um lots of other churches are at this what do we bring as pci that's unique why us there's a question i'm trying to get rid of my ums and ahs and get to the point what do you think so I think uh, Presbyterians are well suited for uh, missional church planting. Uh, that sounds like a thesis. Um, somebody wants to pick that up, they can run with it. Um, I, I genuinely do think that we are already in teams. Um, we're preaching a series in Titus at the minute. 
And uh, Titus is told by Paul uh, on the island of Crete that he is to appoint elders in every town. And I think that is a great strength of Presbyterianism, or as Craig calls it, presbytopia. And um, I think that um, that's what we bring to this, that we're already in teams. We don't have to develop a trendy network with merch. Um, we don't have to, um, you know, we, we, don't, we don't have to reinvent the wheel here. We are already in teams and we're already, even in the city, um, you know, there's a strength to us. We've got um, a wider church around us. Um, and we also have, um, we also have this uh, confession to which we subscribe. Um, we um, are trustworthy then. I think as a result, we are not, um, we are not a cult. People know who we are. Yeah. Um, and that's true north, south, east and west. Um, in this city and, and that's good um, so I think that's an advantage that people know that we're not a cult that have sprung up overnight um, but we have great tradition even thinking about West Belfast so um, the West Belfast um, culture land which is this the Irish speaking um, community in West Belfast is in the former Broadway Presbyterian Church um, and they recognize this. They know that we have a shared um, background, that we have been seeking the peace and the prosperity of this city for centuries. <laughs> as long as the city's been here, Presbyterians have shown that they love the city of Belfast. Mm -hmm. So that is not a great advantage. Um, whoever these other churches may be, they certainly don't have that background. You don't have to Google us to see if we're legit. Please don't Google us. You might find that we're not. As the song of Moana goes, we know who we are. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. What a, what, a, what a good way to kind of bring the conversation to a close. You know, we've got that kind of historical, you know, legacy of, of loving and caring for the city and the people that call it home. What a, what a, what a hope and what a vision for the future. Not just for Belfast, but for towns and cities all across Ireland as well. So, uh, yeah, great. Guys, thanks a million for, for agreeing to come on this morning and be the 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 rebound episode from, from the debacle that was John T. Graham. Um, <laughs> on him. Well, it's, it's incredible that how many times he's managed to be mentioned being not even on this uh, podcast. And I, sorry, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, and also participants in this experiment uh, of organic PCI cast. Let us know what you think. Um, I think I only come on for the merch, and it was to be um, kind, disappointing, and probably toxic to my children. When they had that stir fry, they were spitting out Sharpay and Tepex and whatever that non-stick was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's still better than your normal standard of cooking deal. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, and just let me just address people who are, are potentially listening to this uh, at the minute. If you're, I mean, an elder or a convener of a congregation, and you're listening to this, and the name John T. Graham has come across your desk, we we are pulling your leg. John's John's great, and uh, I'm not. He's I'm not pulling your leg. <laughs> I'm deadly serious. <laughs> But, but um, we also have to say other assistants are available as well. 
yeah. Peace be upon all them. Peace their, be upon all them. Their names are in the show notes. <laughs> and a short biography. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Guys, thanks a million. It was really good chatting here. Yeah, you too. Thanks for the merch. Pleasure. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, David. Thanks, Peter. listeners. Cheerio. Thanks for listening to PCI Cast. Join us again next time for another conversation about life and faith in the Presbyterian Church in Ireland. In the meantime, don't forget to follow us on Twitter using at PCI Cast. See you next time. My internet is unstable. Yes, I noticed a couple, little bit. Of Much like your personality. Ha! <laughs> <laughs>